0: Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host Hal Shirtliff. This show is heard on WBCQ the Planet every Tuesday and Thursday evening at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also pick it up on our YouTube channel, Camp Constitution, and also on Podomatic. Just go to podomatic.com and punch in Camp Constitution Radio. This show was brought to you by Camp Constitution, which among many things runs a week-long family camp and our camp is coming up in just a little more than a month from July 28th to August 3rd at the Lakeside Christian Camp and Conference Center in beautiful Pittsfield, Massachusetts and uh, visit, visit us on our website CampConstitution.net. We have a guest on the line, uh, Mrs. Elrita Dobbs. Elrita are you there?
1: Yes, I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on the program.
0: Well, thanks for calling in. Um, now, Alreda is uh, the author of a book, I believe it's called Being Christian in Gay America.
1: No, it's titled The right, right to Be Christian in a Gay Rights America.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, okay. I visit your website, and I haven't read the book, but I just heard about it a few days ago, and I will definitely... Get a copy of the book so tell us a little bit about your background before we talk about the
1: book oh okay well uh, I'm an ordained minister and uh, so I've been uh, a Christian for a pretty long time and uh, I'm also a licensed professional counselor and I'm also a licensed master's uh, social worker I graduated from Wayne State uh, University uh in uh, 82 and i've been writing uh christian apologetic books in the area of social issues uh, since about uh, uh, 1992 is when i started writing them uh, the lord called me to write books that defend the faith in certain sensitive topics in 1990 and so i've been doing this for the last 28 years i've written books regarding uh, racism and um, slavery, issues like that and um, uh, chauvinism, sexism, things of that sort, defending the Bible in those areas and uh, as far as what the Bible says about these things. And the last subject uh, that I believe the Lord gave me was uh, defending the faith regarding homosexuality. So that's this new book, The Right to be Christian and the Gay Rights of America. That's what this new book does. And it was published uh, in July of 2018.
0: And you hail from Detroit, Michigan.
1: Yes, yes. I am a Detroiter. Uh, I was born in Greensboro, North Carolina. But basically, I was raised in Detroit, uh, Michigan. So, yes, I'm out of Detroit. And uh, And I've had... I was going to say, I, I'm doing business as Press for the Mark Publications, which is um, independent publishing.
0: Oh, great. Well, uh, it's interesting because this is uh, so-called Gay Pride Month, and mm-hmm. we, see, um, we see a lot of churches. I would call them apostate churches, uh, flying the rainbow flag. But then you'll see the born-again churches, the Bible-believing churches, uh, usually they have little to say about it, uh, they, mm-hmm. may, they, some, they they tend to ignore it. You know the church that we attend, um, it's pretty much not even mentioned. And the problem is that the culture is saturated, especially in the Northeast. Uh, there are certain parts of the country where it's not so widely embraced. I, I was at a homeschool conference in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and right in downtown Lancaster, and I saw one storefront that had a T-shirt uh, like a lady's blouse that said love winds with the rainbow flag that was the only uh expression of that i that i noticed in my in that that time but then you go to Mm -hmm. downtown boston and you'll see the the flags flying in businesses and you know city hall uh the boston public library and uh, and so forth so i guess it all depends on what part of the country you're in but the bottom line is that it looks like corporate america uh most state a lot of state governments and local governments are aggressively promoting this agenda and and sadly mm-hmm. uh, uh, being a christian we you know we there's a biblical, we we look at the word of God as the bible as god's uh, inspired, the inspired word and the bible is very clear on on certain sins and very clear on the the sin of homosexuality so mm-hmm. t- um, yes. so tell us a little bit of you know something about the book.
1: Okay. Yes. Um, Well, the subtitle is A Biblical and Constitutional Defense Against the Persecution of Christians Who Do Not Support Homosexuality. So the issue that I'm basically dealing with in the book has to do a lot with, um, you know, Christians being persecuted for not condoning homosexuality. i say there's a difference between tolerance and support. But of course, during uh, you know, as far as writing the book, what I'm doing is defending the faith and saying, well, this is why Christians cannot support uh, homosexuality. That doesn't mean we can't tolerate uh, homosexuals as people, uh, or that we, you know, uh, are saying something against them as a human being. But it means that we cannot tolerate the behavior of homosexuality because of what the Bible says about it. So. And because we say that we're Christians, and I agree with you, a lot of the church, uh, you know, just overall in America is not really addressing this particular issue. And I think the church doesn't address it because, uh, you know, I think many people feel like, well, if we do, then we're not being loving, which is not, it's not true. As a matter of fact, um, it's, the wages of sin is death, so it's almost unloving not to address it. Mm-hmm. But what I do... As I start off in, uh, I start off with my introduction, and I I give a history of um, the, uh, the you know gay rights movement and how it came into being, so people will know you know have an idea, and then I, uh, I in chapter one uh, it's called Sex is a Privilege, not an Entitlement, and what I do is I I go through and before I get to homosexuality, I go through all the sexual sins pre premarital uh, heterosexual sex. Polygamy, adultery, incest, prostitution, bestiality, and then I get to homosexuality, and I did that because I wanted people reading the book to see it's not just homosexuality that that's there. Right. The reason why we have to, yeah, and the reason why we have to address it, the reason why we do, and I say this in my book, is because there is a gay rights movement that has put it, you know, into the public sphere in such a powerful way that it is affecting uh, Christendom uh, and uh, it is affecting many Christians negatively because, like I said, if you don't support it, if you don't condone it, if you don't participate in the affirmation of it, you're called a bigot and a homophobe, you could lose your job. You know, I have examples of people who have been through that, Christians, in my book. Uh, and, uh, By the
0: way, do you mention a doctor church from Boston, Massachusetts and what happened to him?
1: Uh, Not that, but I do talk about Jack Phillips and Kim Davis and about uh, five other people where some things uh, happened. And I do also uh, talk about the Alliance uh, Defending Freedom, that is a great organization. Uh, have a, a team of lawyers that basically help Christians that find themselves being sued or fired or thrown in jail because they basically say, "I cannot." Uh, support this or participate in the affirmation of it I do say uh, in my book that the reason why uh, because um, many people from the LGBTQ community from the homosexual community say, well you know why are you focusing in on us it's like well because there is a gay rights movement that has um, basically uh, aided in denying religious freedom for uh, Christians if you Say you can't support it, we don't have a polygamy, a polygamy rights movement. there's no adultery rights movement. Adultery no rights incest I, right I've movement. never heard of
0: adultery pride, adultery pride month where uh,
1: exactly all those
0: there's are no <laughs> <simple> adultery: <laughs> there's,
1: right. there's no adultery pride month, no incest pride month, no you know, prostitution rights pride month and, and actually now prostitution is legal in Nevada. You know, but a Christian can say, yeah. And a a Christian can say on the job or wherever, you know, I don't believe in prostitution. I believe the Bible says that's a sin. You won't lose your job or lose your business or get sued or be threatened for that, you know. Uh, And so I make these points in my book, you know. And um, and so in Chapter 2, I go through the scriptural arguments. Now, um, in the... uh, Homos in the gay, you know, community, LGBTQ community. Um, um, there have been a lot of books written about the scriptures in the Bible that say that homosexuality is a sin, and there have been uh, other books written by Christians that give counter, which give arguments to those scriptures that that actually say, basically, what they're saying is, well, the scriptures aren't saying what they're saying, and here's our argument <laughs> saying that the scriptures aren't saying what they're saying, right? So then. What I do is I, is I go through those six passages, which are Leviticus 18 and 22, Leviticus 20 and 13, Romans 1, verses 18 through 32, 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11, Genesis 19, verses 1 through 25, and 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verses 8 uh, through 11. So I go through all of the scriptures. I give their arguments as to, you know, what they say it doesn't say, and then I give counter arguments as to know why it's saying what it is saying. And um, so there are some pretty um, uh, well-known arguments out there on their side and some well-known arguments out there on our side. I give a couple of Mm -hmm. arguments that are, you know, know, are, are, are a little different, but basically that's what I do in that chapter because a lot of Christians don't they actually don't know where the scriptures are they know that the bible says homosexuality is a sin but they don't know uh, exactly what scriptures and what and how to car- counter argue the arguments that uh, the LGBTQ community uh, have against those scriptures you know so I need to put that in there. This is an apologetic. I, I'm trying to give Christians the equipment and the tools that they need to defend the faith in this area. Um, so now, in chapter three, there are aside from uh, dealing with the scriptures, uh, which is interesting. If you know, if you look at something on TV and you have a, um, say, you have somebody uh, talking about homosexuality uh, on the gay community. Uh, side and you have a Christian on uh, disputing them on the other side Uh, the scriptures are never brought up which I think Mm -hmm. that's you know that the scriptures should always be brought up because this is the crux of the matter and I say that in my book a lot of the Christians that they'll have on television talking about these things do not bring up the scriptures Uh, now in chapter 3 I talk about some very popular gay affirming arguments on the side of the LGBTQ community that they have, aside from the scriptures. And I categorize them as such, the Jesus argument. Uh, and one of the arguments, they'll say Jesus was gay and had a relationship with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, John, John. Things of that sort, yeah, yeah that are totally unbiblical. You the know, apostle that Jesus loved. These, yeah. Right, yes, the apostle yeah. that Jesus loved. And, of course, the word loved in every sense of the in, in every You know, I go to the Greek and it's, you know, it's agape, you know, and uh, so I get, I, yeah. uh, I, not arrows, which is sexual love. So right. I get into all of that, yes, and the animal argument, you know, and I name them the entitlement arguments, the emotional blackmail arguments, the language arguments, the pope argument, the no right to judge argument So I get into all of these, these arguments, uh, the suppression argument, homosexual relationships or the Bible argument, which there we, there were no documented homosexual relationships of the Bible, you know, but they'll say that even Ruth and Naomi uh, had a gay relationship, a lesbian mm-hmm. relationship, things of this sort that cannot be proven. So Christians need to know, okay, how do you refute these things? Then in chapter four, I have seven chapters. In chapter four, uh, it's called, But I Was Born This Way. And I mm-hmm. get into the question uh, whether or not um, uh, this is a choice. And uh, I say I say uh, in the introduction, many gay people defend their homosexuality by saying that they were born homosexual. In this chapter, we will not be getting into the arguments and counter-arguments of whether or not someone can be born homosexual, because it doesn't matter. What matters is how God says we are to behave despite the inclinations of our flesh. So I get into a different kind of argument there. And say, well, despite whatever inclination anybody has, as Christians, uh, we are to go according, live our lives according to uh, what, how God says we should live our lives. We all have inclinations, you know, and uh, I give it's you called know, sin examples. nature. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly.
0: It's our sin nature, right. and well, yeah. when I get hear this argument that we're born this way, I'd say, well, we're born, in, we have a sin nature. And some may yeah. have an inclination to steal. Some may have uh, yeah. heterosexuals have an inclination to uh, be promiscuous and commit adultery. Right. Uh, yeah. and, and some others uh, are, have an inclination to engage in homosexual activities. But it's our sin mm-hmm. nature. It's not, we're, so in, in respects, they're correct that we're born in sin. But they don't say they think it's somehow biological that the gene, there's a gene in mm-hmm. there that says you're going to be a homosexual or heterosexual. And that's simply not backed up by any medical science whatsoever. Although the same people who say you have a gene will say there's, I don't know, 50 or 60 genders, and I guess they're inventing a new gender every week. So by the time this show airs uh, in a few days, they may have added a few more since then.
1: Yeah, well, you know what, yeah, uh, there's this thing called non-binary now. It's just interesting what they're saying. You're not male or female or anything like that. (laughs) What they do as far as the I was born this way, they liken it as a false equivalence to say, Uh, Okay, I was born, you know, I was born black, I was born white, I was born Asian. All right, that's why, you know, we, you know, we divide everybody into races, but you know, as far Mm -hmm. as skin color and how tall you are, okay, that is a physicality. They liken it to that, but we're not talking physicality, we're talking behavioral. And we're talking whether or not you can change something. And you can change a behavior. And we're talking about an inclination, whether or not you are genetically inclined to behave a certain way or what have you. We don't excuse uh, those who, uh, say, have, are genetically inclined towards alcoholism. It's still a drunkenness and it's still a behavior. That's right. Even if you're genetically inclined, you're inclined towards that, that you can stop. So, and I that God holds us accountable to, and that as Christians, we can't say, throw up our hands and say, oh, well, they just can't help it because they were born that way. No, nope, We can't do that with any sinful inclination of the flesh. So that's where I go in that chapter. And then in chapter five, I talk about the gay Christian and oxymoron or reality. You know, there are Christians who say they're gay and there are gay people who say they're Christians. And what I do is I just kind of break it down like this. I say, well, um, there are five categories of people who say they are Christians. You have the baby Christian. Uh, so you have a baby in Christ who might be into certain behaviors and sins, and they come to Christ, and it takes them a while to get away from those behaviors. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, well, okay, it's possible. Then the backslidden Christian. You've, gotten a, you've been a Christian. You've gotten away from certain or behaviors, but then you backslide into it. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So that's possible. But then I go to the so-called Christian. You know, people who think they're Christians and they're really not. The, the, when Jesus said, you know, I never knew you, and they came to him mm-hmm. and said, well, hey, we did this in your name and that in your name. They thought they were saved, but Jesus said, oh, Christians get away from by me. default, I call problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then you I mean, if you're Christian not a Muslim, imposters. if you're not a Jew, uh, you know, you're,
0: you're a Christian, I guess,
1: right? That's how. Well, yeah, I, yeah. it sounds like those, those that in that particular passage of Scripture, they, they, they at least thought that they were, you know. So, um, And Jesus made it clear, look, I, I don't know you. Uh, and then there's the Christian imposter, people who say that they're Christians and they're not. Now, if you say you're a gay Christian, in my opinion, you fit into one of those, a baby Christian, a backslidden Christian, the so-called mm-hmm. Christian, or a Christian imposter, and they all look the same. But what you don't fit into, what I say in my book, is a mature Christian. You can't be mm-hmm. a mature Christian and practice any kind of sin. So that's what you're not. Uh, and so I kind of um, lean towards the argument in that way. And then in Chapter 6, I talk about red herrings, the art of blocking and diverting. Uh, the red herring of, you know, um, when you get into these conversations with uh, people who are, who advocate for uh, gay rights or who are are of the LGBTQ community, they'll start talking about interracial marriage and the civil rights movement and women in the Bible and mm-hmm. Bible and slavery. And these are red herring. They take you away from what really needs to be discussed and they'll start comparing and things of that sort. So what I did in that chapter, I give Christians the tools to uh, get into those kind of discussions and get it back on track, but also to give Christians the tools of how to uh, counter-argue these kind of red herring discussions. And then in Chapter 7, force to choose. Is it a question of uh, bigotry or um, persecution? And um, I basically say uh, in this chapter, uh, because you know, the gay rights movement, the gay, you know, well, uh, the LGBT community will say any time that we say we cannot support homosexuality, we're not talking about the, uh, the human being, homosexuals, and um, mm-hmm. saying, you know, they're not human or anything like that. We're talking about the act, um, that we're bigots, okay? And, uh, and so the question is, well, is it really bigotry or are we being persecuted? And I say here that the gay rights movement in America resulted in a 2015 Supreme Court decision that legalized gay marriage across all 50 states and has become so powerful that despite what the Bible says about homosexuality, many Christians have been persecuted for refusing to support it. And when I say persecution, I mean persecution, death threats, being thrown in jail in, in America, uh, you know, because you have the case of, of Kim Davis, um, and uh, uh, losing well, with Kim with Davis being sued.
0: That's right uh the for the gentleman in Colorado the the Baker who actually won his yeah cakes. Jack Phillips uh yeah and they're still going after the state is they're the, still the heavy going end after of the state him. and mm-hmm. uh yeah. they just want him to leave the state i suppose and that would be a great victory for uh the state and here's a man that says look i'll bake any cake you want but i'm not going to bake a wedding cake and put Two male figures on it. I mean, can you imagine right. if uh, he was a, a Jew, an Orthodox Jewish baker and I went in there and said, look, I'm having a neo-Nazi rally. On Hitler's birthday, I want you to have a big old swastika. Yeah, it tossed me out of my uh, head first. And, you know, nobody would say, oh, no, you've got to bake him a swastika cake. Or, let's say that you owned a bakery and I was having a Klan rally. I said, I want you to, you know, have a bunch of Klansmen on top of the cake. You toss me out and say, you know, the heck there's no way you're going to do this, but when it comes to this yeah, particular yeah. issue, uh, they're forced to do it. And th- there was cases all over the country, in New York, upper, New York State, Upper State New York. It was a, uh, a, a comp- I think it was a country club, and they actually the man in charge uh, it was a woman, and man in charge of the catering was a homosexual. And the owners were Christians, and they said, look, we're not going to, they wanted to do the wedding, I think, right at the place. They said, we can't do it. You know, we'll host a reception, but we just can't, we can't do a wedding. We don't believe in this concept of, uh, you know, same-sex marriage. And they were sued. The state went after them. They had had to stop doing catering, and they fired the the homosexual person in charge of the banqueting. So it actually hurt people in the homosexual community, but it doesn't matter. You know so there isn't any sense of justice and uh like my friends who are organizing the straight pride parade in boston they've received death threats they've received the there's one fellow who's worried about losing his job they don't know where he, he's working like a private contractor they went after his past employer thinking he's still there mm-hmm. oh no he's no longer with us and they are actually getting threats of being gang raped i mean not, i'm not saying mm-hmm. all the people who oppose it but uh, the, the right, right. We're not
1: saying that. We're not saying that. No.
0: right. Yeah, they need to right. be held yeah. accountable. And, and the the people in the the homosexual community have an obligation. Those who believe in peace and just have to speak out against us. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're not doing it at, at this point.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, um, I think I, I had an experience where uh, there was a young man who, because uh, I, I I had a book signing at. Uh, uh, One of the uh, Barnes and Noble stores, and um, in Wisconsin, and uh, the person that uh, brought me uh, in—you know—he was—you know—he's—he's from that uh, community, and um, uh, there were some people who uh, didn't treat me real well, and he—he was one of those people. I must say that felt like okay, we cannot mistreat people. Pardon me. Mm I said, yeah, we we cannot. Yes, good, good, good for him, and also to be fair uh and, and so yeah he he really felt that way and so yes uh, there are people in the lgbtq community who do feel like tolerance should work both ways but then you've got the people that you're talking about and they seem to have the larger voice actually
0: That's that right. feels
1: like no we need to be we need to persecute these people now it's interesting uh you know when i use the word persecution a lot of people in the lgbtq community don't realize don't see it as persecution but it is, technically, it fits the definition when you start threatening people, throwing people in jail, uh, you know, threatening their business uh, and, and things of that sort. That really does um, go towards the definition of um, of persecution. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and, and then I must also say that on our side of things, you, we do have some churches who have uh, gone overboard and have, uh, not done the right thing as far as, uh, uh, you know, uh, challenging um, this whole uh, concept of we all must accept homosexuality in a civil way. Uh, but we, th- those are the exceptions, you know. I believe that most Christians... Uh, do not well, 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 uh, do the name calling thing and things right. of that sort. I think that's the extreme. The extreme, the yeah. extreme example mm-hmm.
0: is this Westboro Baptist Church, which I Westboro, I believe right. I think oh they're working God. on the mm-hmm. other side, but that's I don't I I believe they're not exactly <laughs> with us, but they're the ones that get all the attention. It's like when I, I I'll, I'll go to a pro life rally. And uh, for mm-hmm. years, it was this uh, well-known anti-Semite in Boston that would have a sign yeah. that says abortion is Jewish. And the media shows up and what's on the front page of the local newspaper isn't these nice yeah. young ladies, uh, you know, uh, carrying signs uh, and, uh you know, decent people. It's this nasty anti-Semite giving the appearance that if you're mm-hmm. pro-life, you're an anti-Semite or, you know, mm-hmm. God hates fags. And so if you, uh, Ugh, yeah. if you oppose the mm-hmm. homosexual agenda then God hates sin, and, and he, you know, he hates sin, that's what he hates, but they they show that, and they'll say that everybody, all Christians are bigots, and I think yeah, they justify right, it right, by yeah. saying, it's not free speech, it's hate speech, and hate speech has to be uh, prohibited, so uh, yeah. to say that I think it's a sin, or love this, hate the sin, love the sinner, that's hate speech, and that's precluded. That's against the law. And you should be punished for saying such things. So they've turned the Constitution on its head. And when they use the term gay right? because I think the word gay was uh, stolen. Gay used to be carefree and happy. But
1: um, homosexuals, have mm-hmm. this, yeah,
0: homosexuals enjoy the same rights everybody else does under the U.S. Constitution. Uh, but, we, you know, that's also the right of association and the right not to associate and organizations and clubs and even businesses can say, look, we, we're not going to serve because of, we're not going to serve you in this manner because we don't agree with what you stand for. Uh, that's that's what you call freedom of association and freedom of contract. Homosexuals could always marry, but you had to marry someone from the other gender because that's what marriage is And they've been able to redefine, legally redefine something that was set in stone, you know, thousands of years ago. And I think of what Jesus said, uh, that the man shall leave his parents and cleave to his wife. I mean, that to me is, okay, the debate's over here. You know, that's the only kind of marriage that's acknowledged in the, in the Christian world and in the Jewish world.
1: Yeah, there, and there are certain rights, of course, that, you know, any human being in this country would be homosexual, heterosexual, whatever, are supposed to have. We're not talking about, you know, those rights. You know, we're not talking about real bigotry what we're ta- or, you know, real discrimination, I should say. What we're talking about is, you know, Christians uh, should have the right uh, under the First Amendment uh, to, you know, a freedom of uh, religion. And I say here that, you know, and also uh, just with uh, Jack Phillips, Jack Phillips, um, now, you know he didn't bake a cake for Halloween. you know people would come in there and want Halloween cake or you know mm-hmm. uh he didn't put alcohol in his cake he- the Halloweeners didn't sue him, and the alcoholics, they didn't sue him you know so what mm-hmm. we're looking at is a very powerful movement that supports a particular sin uh and if you don't support it, it has come to the it it has come to the um uh, it, it, it's like if you don't support it, then you're automatically a hater, you're automatically a bigot, uh, and uh, that's uh, not true. If we don't support it, it's because the Bible, uh, you know, says we cannot support it and support and tolerance are two different things. I say to tolerate a religion, a religious belief a philosophy or a way of thinking that is different from one's own religion, religious belief, philosophy, or a way of thinking means to endure it, or bear with it, but it doesn 't mean to accept it, condone it, approve of it, enable it, support it, be involved in it, be a party to it, and or participate in it, or participate in the affirmation of it and there 's a blurred line now between uh, tolerance and support, and the LGBTQ community as a whole feels like okay, if you don't support us, then you 're not tolerating us and that 's not true mm-hmm. and that 's the that's problem not true. so that's you know yeah that's where I, I you know I talk a lot about that uh, in the seventh chapter of my book. I would like to tell your listening audience where to get the book because I think we're running out of time. Oh, now.
0: absolutely. Yeah, we only have a minute left. So yes, where can they get the book? And if they want to reach out to you and maybe have them on uh, a, another radio show or we'll have a speaking engagement, yeah. how can they get a hold of
1: you? Okay, so um, the right to be Christian in a gay rights America is the name of the book, the title of the book, and you can get it in um, actually anywhere, and that's Barnes and Noble stores across the country. You can get it on Amazon. You can, uh, you know, you can go to your favorite store and order it. If it's not right there on the shelf, you can order it. That's really what available wherever books are sold means. That if you don't, you go to your bookstore and it's not right there on the shelf you can order it but it's in several Barnes & Noble bookstores across the country and it would be helpful to me if those uh, Christians who agree with me who are listening would go to their nearest Barnes & Noble store and get the book there or if they buy it on Amazon to buy it from Amazon because if they buy it from third-party booksellers then the distributor knows the author gets anything from that and so it doesn't go back to the also.
0: I would recommend Christians who don't agree with you to get the book and oh, see yes, right yes. from the Word of God why they may be, why they are not maybe why they are wrong. So you're you know, right about that. <laughs> thank I you so much. And, and here, even
1: though here. I'm sorry, I'll oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I oh, and I'm saying we're
0: we're out of time. It's a very fast thirty minutes here in, in the radio world. Oh, let, let me I give them, them my
1: you. email address. It's ElRitaDiaz uh, sure. at Yahoo dot com. at Yahoo dot com.
0: Okay. And I'll post this information when I repost this video on uh, uh, this on Amazon. I mean, on our Podomatic and our YouTube account. Well, thank you so much for being on the, thank on the you. show. Thank And I hope okay. that, that uh, our past will uh, meet somehow in person, God willing. Uh folks, you've been listening to Camp Constitutional Radio with your host Hal Shirtliff. And until next week, may God richly bless you.